Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D. Well, hello and welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is the show that's designed to inform and inspire you to a healthier lifestyle. I am your host, Diane A. Thompson, MD, and as always, it is my pleasure spending time with you on this broadcast with the goal that perhaps you'll hear one piece of information that may take your health and your life to a higher level. You know, there is a saying out there that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I have to tell you, tonight I have those teachers for you. If you're someone who is struggling with transitioning from your career, maybe you're struggling with the idea that perhaps what you're doing currently is not what you were meant to do. And I know this feeling. It's what set me back to medical school after 15 years in nursing. Maybe you know what you want to do, but you're not quite sure how to do it. You sit and you analyze and analyze and you can't make that step forward and you just need someone to help you sort through things. Or maybe you don't even know what you want to do. Maybe you don't know, but you just know that where you are right now is not where you're supposed to be. Well, tonight I have for you Sylvie and Angie, and they are from the Sisterhood of Reinvention. And they're here tonight to help us answer some of these questions and sort through some of the details, figure out some of the strategies and tips to get us from where we are right now to where we really want to be. Ladies, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thank you. I am so excited to have you on. And you, you guys have such an interesting story. And so I'm going to start with Angie and just have you share with our listeners a little bit about your journey. Who are you and what are you doing in this place that you are right now? Thank you. I just wanted to say thank you for such a beautiful introduction, by the way. I just I was so intrigued listening to that introduction. It was perfect for what we thank do. Thank you. So who am I? I always love that question. I I think it's a great question because just like most of us, we really interpret who are you as being about what you do or what roles you play. Now, when I used to get asked a question like that, I would always default to the regular answer that we always do. I'd tell them what I did or the roles I play such as, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I'm a military wife, I volunteer at the school, all these kinds of things that I did. But at the same time, on the inside, it never felt quite right. In fact, there was a little piece of me that would nearly panic. And this was only just a few short years ago, and I would feel that little panicky feeling, you know, like right in your chest. You get this little kind of feeling right there, right where your heart is. And I'd have that panic because, like a lot of our listeners, over time, I'd really lost who I was. So deep inside, I knew that I wasn't following the dreams in my heart, but I really didn't feel that I should. 
I mean, it's the life I was leading. Here I was with this fantastic husband and great family. We earned a good income, and we had a very comfortable life with a beautiful home and nice things. What business did I have in wanting more? I know a lot of women out there can relate, and maybe you can too, Dr. Diane, from at some point in your life. Yeah, we have these fantastic lives, and we think that we should be happy, but yet there's this yearning for something more. And it's really tough to admit it because... In our society, we are so often given the message that we should just be happy with what we have and to want for more is selfish. And as women especially, we're expected to just take care of everyone else and we're expected to put our own desires on the shelf indefinitely. And we often even expect that of ourselves and of one another. We are often so caught up in who we think we are supposed to be, doing what we think we should be doing, that we forget to allow our lives to take the shape that we really want them to take. So yet through this journey of mine, I had so much stress and so many different things going on that, that just were not in alignment with the person that I am. And my health was starting to fail and I was constantly in a state of depression. And I just knew something wasn't right. And I couldn't continue on this path of self-denial anymore. I'd shut down who I was in most every way in order to keep peace in my blended family, both within the family and in relation to the ex-wife. I agreed with most everything there was to avoid conflict, and it completely sucked the living out of my life. I don't know if any of our listeners can relate to that, but if you can, listen up because this interview is for you. The truth was, I didn't really like myself, much less love myself. I lived in shame I'd made, and I held myself captive in a self-made prison of shame. And I always knew that I was supposed to be doing something more, something deeply meaningful and helpful to other women. I didn't know exactly what it looked like or how I was going to get there. All I knew is that I couldn't deny that I had to do more than sit around feeling bad about myself. And I'm sure there's women listening who have great dreams in their hearts and they think, who am I to think I'm destined for greatness? Who am I to think I'm meant for more? And that's how I thought for years. Like I wasn't worthy of such greatness and, you know, like that was for other people, not for me. And it's really common with so many women in our culture to have all this guilt and this shame built up around who they really are and their true ambitions so they don't feel like they can express it. And it's this big piece of How can I do that when I have all these other things that I'm supposed to be doing and all these other people depending on me? How can I spend this myself and my own development? So we don't pay attention to those true ambitions and we don't feel like we can express it. And we're all really looking for the meaning in our lives and our purpose. And let me say that each of us really has one and it is there to make a difference in the lives of others. And for me, I'd been playing this passive game for so long that it was a huge leap for me to jump up and out of victim mode and finally take full responsibility for changing my life. But I ended up healing my body naturally, and then because of my interest in that, I enrolled in nutrition school. And along that path, I not only learned to start loving myself and accepting who I am, but I was lucky enough to meet Sylvie and we instantly became the best of friends. And, you know, I mean, when I say instantly, it was so instant because it was only a couple of months later and we looked back and realized, wow, we've only known each other a couple of months, but Mm -hmm. it, it felt like years. And then we realized that we really made great business partners as well as friends. So I soon realized that the dream in my heart that was always there had 
really had little to do with coaching women on what to eat, but more about their journeys to become more the women that they were meant to be, much like I was starting to do. So helping them overcome mindset issues rooted in shame, perfectionism, unworthiness, and lack of self-love that keep them broke, insecure, and invisible. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I, I want to go back to something because this is really so important. You are correct in that a lot of women are out there. I, I've met them. We've all, you know, and I think all of us at some point have gone through that ourselves where we have the doubt and we, we think maybe we're not worthy of this thing that we want. And you said you were able to come to the realization that you were worthy. Was it a gradual thing? Was it a sudden thing? Like what was it that got you there? Because I know there are other people out there who are struggling with this right now. Right, right, yeah. That's a great question because for me, it was very gradual, but it was, you know, it was a lot of focused effort just on that because when I started, you know, I went to nutrition school because I was thinking I have to do something. I'm interested in this. I'm, I'm just going to try this. You know, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. But I was, I felt so terrible about myself. I mean, it was just a struggle every day and to think you know, stretch my dreaming capabilities to even believe that I could start becoming this person who could make a difference in other people's lives and influence others in a positive way. It was really hard to grasp that. So I had started, you know, in, in, my, in the school I went to, the nutrition school I went to, they have a whole health and a lot of it was also emotional and mindset issues. So there were a lot of affirmations and, you know, guest speakers that were all about the inner game. And because of that, I started doing um, some meditations and affirmations and some exercises, different things to really get myself in touch with who I was and how I felt about myself and, you know, my dreams and embracing all of who I am and, and find the finding that true acceptance and love. And let me tell you, if you've ever been through this journey, if you didn't, you know, if you weren't somebody who had that already and you've been through this journey, you realize it's painful because you're pulling off scabs left and right of things where you, you've forgotten things, you know, that, mm-hmm. that hurt you in the past and that, you know, made you turn more inward to where you didn't trust people or, you know, you didn't trust yourself anymore. Through that process, you start pulling those off and healing and, you know, it, it, it turns around, but it is a process. So I would love to say that it was just this, you know, magical one thing, but the truth was that it was a lot of dedicated time and effort to that. But the other thing I will say that was really instrumental is that I had, um, I had a couple of really great coaches and I also had my buddy and partner Sylvie next to me who would encourage and help pull me up when I when I fell down and um, those were probably the most instrumental pieces in getting me to that point and, and I think that's the biggest piece we need that support system set up. That's wonderful I'm, I'm so glad you did mention that this is a gradual process because there are people out there struggling with this and they're thinking perhaps it should just happen like that and another thing you mentioned which mm-hmm. I think is important is that when you your daily work is a struggle, then maybe that's not it. <laughs> maybe that's not it. All right. So, Sylvie, yeah. how about you? What about your journey? Oh, thanks for asking. So, for me, a wise mentor once told me, Dr. Diane, that if I had five years to live and five years alone, what would I do with my life? Now, that's in perfect health. And that question there, it stumped me. 
it, it caused me to reevaluate my life. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Here I was years ago working in accounting, and accounting was not my dream. I, I was starting to feel weighed down by it. The stress and responsibility of it had really started to take its toll, but it provided for my family. And you see, working in accounting, the work didn't allow me a backup plan, the type of work that I did, so that if I wanted time off and it was pay week and I was booked off the following week, I had to work like a mad woman to try and get everything done just to take holidays. So can you imagine how much I, I was looking forward to having holidays? Not at all. <laughs> so it was just easier to keep working, keep plugging away. The bottom line, though, is all along as I was doing all of this, as I was investing all this time in a career that really, that I wasn't aligned with, is that I had this inkling in my heart that I was meant for more. I had fallen down a path of, I need to do this, versus I want to do this. Stress was super high with my work, and I was constantly feeling split three ways with my kids. I wasn't able to say no to their demanding schedule of extracurriculars. I mean, much like all of our listening women out there. You know, we, we think that we're super women. I, I mean, I was doing what most women do in America today, burning the candle at both ends of the stick. I felt like I was conforming to my role, yet inside my heart, I knew I was unhappy. Everything didn't have to feel like such a struggle. And like most people who live this way for so long, something finally had to give. You can't keep working 20-hour days without eventually sacrificing something. So for some people, it's, it's their wealth. For some people, it's their relationship. But for me, it was my health. So here I was on a hot summer night, my appendix ruptured and detached, and it actually, they found it on top of my liver. So by the time they found it, I was in real critical condition. Um, I was a big mess. And it, it took me months of recovering in the hospital, in and out, in and out, constantly dealing with systemic infections and adhesions and troubles with, with my organs and my pancreas and my bowels. I can go on and on. But I had this, this major breakthrough. It was like, wow, I almost died there. I almost lost my life. I mean, here I was listening to all these doctors telling me that my life wouldn't be normal anymore. And that's a pretty difficult prognosis to, to deal with when you have a young family. So I did what all I knew how to do is I enrolled myself in nutrition school. I mean, I was really passionate at that time about learning how to heal my body. And it was number one. I, I had really put myself last for so long. It was time to turn things around. Now, I want to be really clear. I'm not saying that, you know, my lifestyle caused my appendix to rupture. But I was working so hard and giving so little attention to myself that it, this event occurring forced me to look at my life a whole different way. I mean, I like to say that our challenges really are our greatest gifts. And for me, it's true. Had this not happened, I would still be living that life today. So having gone to nutrition school and becoming a health coach, I, I learned to minimize all the symptoms on my bladder, my bowel, and my other organs. And I'm happy to say that today I live a pretty normal life. But it was all a huge evolution process for me, one that I have absolutely no regrets over. 
from accounting to becoming a health coach to today where I'm passionate about sharing the message that life really is precious. You just have one shot at it. Life can be so short, so why waste it living someone else's life? Dr. Diane A. Thompson is an author, a dynamic speaker, and a workshop leader. If you would like to hire her to speak at your event, please visit www.drdianethompson.com. Also, sign up for updates and for her free ebook on stress at www.drdianethompson.com. That's www.drdianethompson.com. That is really so powerful. <laughs> A lot of people actually need to hear that. That's really powerful. Uh, let me just remind our listeners that if you're just joining us, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane MD. My guests today are Angie and Philly, and they are so full of really great pearls and sage advice and great information, and these women are from the Sisterhood of Reinvention. We're really talking about ways to reinvent your goals, your thinking, your approach, and your life, and they have such amazing story. And, you know, Sylvie, you, you've given me homework. I'm going to go home and really think about <laughs> what I would do if I only had five years to live. I really think that would change the way many of us approach our lives. This is something I hope my listeners will, will um, attempt to do. A question I have for you. So you guys have changed your career. You've changed your focus. And so there are people out there who have the same, that same feeling that they're not doing the right thing. They want to make a change. And so you guys have made some changes. And what are some of the challenges that you encountered as you transition? We'll continue with Sylvie. Absolutely. Um, I think... Some of the biggest challenges that Angie and I encountered, I, I guess I'll speak for myself. For me, it was the inner game. Well, I mean, it's two parts. There was an inner game and there was an outer game to this. So the inner game was trust. This was absolutely life-changing for me. I had to step back and ask myself, okay, here I am. I've gone from an accountant to a health coach to now a reinvention coach. Do I really trust myself to succeed? I mean, all these people have identified me as an accountant for so long. How are they going to react to this? So I guess I've answered this in a two-part way, but really the first part was, do I trust myself to succeed? And I had to step back and say, I've been successful as an entrepreneur, as an accountant for 15 years. Of course I can do this. Of course I'm able to do this. I do trust myself, and that was life-changing. That, that turned things absolutely around for me. And, you know, as far as the outer game, I think it was mostly um, building no like, and trust with people. So like I mentioned, going from an accountant to a health coach to a reinvention coach, you know, how do you build that no like, and trust with those people who, who want to hear what you have to say? So that was really important. How about you, Angie? Oh, um, my biggest challenge was definitely getting over hiding out and playing small. So it was a super big challenge for me to put myself out there and not feel attached to who I used to be, much like what you were describing, Sylvie, with the, you know, people knowing you as an accountant and then, you know, how are they going to think about you being this other thing, being this coach now. But it can feel so foreign to put out this new 
improved version of yourself in front of, any, of everyone. You feel so vulnerable. And for mm-hmm. someone like me who lived in denial of who she was for so long, it was a really painful stretch. I, you know, honestly, I fought it every step of the way until one day something just clicked and I realized that I was okay with who I was. And it didn't really matter what people thought of me anymore. And that is such a freeing point to get to. I wish I could tell you, you know, the exact moment that was or what it was that happened. It's a little magic piece right there. Mm -hmm. But I really think it just had a lot to do with that inner work on love and acceptance and, you know, setting boundaries, learning to speak kind words to myself. So many of us just trash talk ourselves. We'd never dream of talking like that to another person. But also, I took real action. And I think that's a big piece. Take Mm -hmm. real action because if you don't do any action, I mean, it doesn't matter what your dream is. It's it's not going to come together. I agree with you on that action piece as well. If I can just add one more piece is how I mentioned, you know, this transition, um, like you mentioned, Dr. Diane, I've been a nurse and now I've gone to medical school and I'm a doctor now. The thing is, we are always evolving. We're always growing. And, and people are forgiving of that. I agree. I've, and I, as you say, taking the action and knowing that, sometimes you just have to put your gifts out there and you'd be surprised, you know, that people really appreciate it. So we, we do these negative self-talk and, and like you said, you just have to get up out there and do it. Now, one of the things that you mentioned is that you're a reinvention coach and I know the name of your company is Sisterhood of Reinvention. What is the significance of this name and what, what exactly is a reinvention coach? Sure. Yeah, I'll tell you about the sisterhood piece. Um, the significance of the name, we, we came, this is kind of how we came to this, this place of, of calling it Sisterhood of Reinvention and coming up with what that means to us. We were together as in several very large one-size-fits-all business courses, and they were really valuable. They had all this great information but we really felt alone in them. We really longed for more connection and personal attention to our business as well as building a community of like-minded women that we felt intimate enough to be real with because the problem was it was so big, you never really knew anybody very well. So although we learned a lot, we just felt lost in the crowd and we longed to be met where we were at and have some real personal help with that. So we wondered how we ever would have survived, you know, getting through all these stages of our business and through these courses without one another. And we thought of these women who were out there and didn't have a friend at the same level or doing the same thing as them. So they didn't have somebody that they could relate to and bounce ideas off of like we did. And so we really recognized that this wasn't really just a friendship to us. This has turned more into a sisterhood. And we saw this special type of connection as a real void in the business coaching world. And we wondered if we could recreate the same type of relationship for other entrepreneurs. So we set out to create this community of women who are all in the beginning of entrepreneurship. And we really wanted the sisterhood to be a place where they could bond, feel safe to be who they really are, and speak freely of their desires. We make it a guilt-free zone failure-free zone, and also a confidential zone, much like the type of love that you get from a really, really best friend, like one that you totally trust, except these women are all in it 
to win it. They're world changers with a great message to share, and the group is all about supporting and stretching one another to that next level of reinvention. So that's the sisterhood piece, but I'll let Sylvie go on and explain the reinvention (laughs) part. Absolutely. The reinvention just kind of came to me as a breakthrough one day. You know, Andy and I did a lot of self-work. You know, we did a lot of digging deep within our own stories. And what came to me, and it was just like a light bulb went off. It was bingo. As we're examining our lives, I saw this common pattern. And the common pattern from going as a hairdresser to an accountant to a health coach and now a reinvention coach, the common pattern was reinvention. And that's what we want these women to do is reinvent their lives. So that's how it really came together. Ah, that's, that's quite interesting. Now, one of the things that I know you talked about earlier, and, and this is really important, the idea that people are really struggling with what they were meant to be. I, I've been through that struggle. I know so many people out there who are searching. So, Sylvie, do you want to share with us what advice would you give a woman who's struggling with this idea that perhaps they're meant to do more, to be more? What, what advice mm-hmm. would you give? I love this question. The advice that I would give her is to take action. That's a super, super simple answer. But really, what we resist in our life persists. I have this picture in my office, and I read it every day, and it says, It's not because things are difficult that we do not dare. It's because we do not dare that things are difficult. Super, super important. Angie, I don't know if you want to add to this, but for me, my answer to that is take action. Yeah, I can agree with that too. I I also want to add, I, I know it's really hard because for a lot of us, we just weren't brought up to believe in and pursue our dreams. I mean, that just wasn't a part of our lives and, you know, the way that we were raised. So I think it's super important to start believing in that dream, first of all, and accept it. And I I believe it was the late Debbie Ford who had said that that dream in your heart is there for a reason. God put it there because you're meant to accomplish that dream. Now, that wasn't quote, unquote, what she said, and she said it much more eloquently. But basically, you need to believe in that dream. And Stop looking at it as foolishness. Accept that we all have dreams in our hearts and that it's a part, a vital part of who each and every one of us are. And without those dreams, really nothing accomplished in our world, right? If, if all of us didn't believe in dreams or have greater ambitions, we would all just end up dying, I think, really, because nobody would go forward or become challenged or become better at any point. So the best advice I can offer is to begin to trust in that dream and value yourself enough to make it your reality. The world needs you. You have a great message, and it's doing nobody any good, being kept on the inside, and definitely not doing you any good. Excellent. So trust in yourself. Take action. And I love this. What you resist persists. I mean, you guys are filled with all these wonderful pieces of advice, and, and it's so true. So true. Dr. Diane A. Thompson is an author, a dynamic speaker, and a workshop leader. If you would like to hire her to speak at your event, please visit www.drdianethompson.com.
Also, sign up for updates and for her free ebook on stress at www.drdianethompson.com. That's www.drdianethompson.com. And again, for our listeners, if you are just joining us, welcome to Health Talk. My guests today are these two uh, very knowledgeable and amazing women, Angie and Sylvie, from Sisterhood of Reinvention, and uh, they're just filled with such sage advice and uh, great information about reinventing the way you think, your goals, going after your passion, even when you don't feel you are ready to go after your passion. And so, Sylvie, it is sad that you often tell women to start before they're ready. Tell us about that. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, as women, we have this desire to be perfect, but nobody is perfect. Only God is perfect. Perfection is impossible. So very often we have this dream. Maybe this dream is, is being an artist, or maybe this dream is being a business coach whatever it might be, but we don't put it out in the world because it doesn't look perfect enough. It's a huge problem that I I see repeatedly time after time in women, especially the women that come through our Sisterhood of Reinvention program. The thing is, this is what I ask the ladies to do, is I say, take your ego out of it. This isn't about you. It's your responsibility God gave you this responsibility to share your gift with the world. So that's why I tell them to start before you're ready. Andy, I don't know if you have any peace to add to this, but that's what was really on my heart. You have something to add, Angie? Sure. I just wanted to say um, that I think that really goes along with that whole evolution piece that Sylvia was talking about because each and every one of us is a work in progress. And if we wait until we've got it all figured out, Wow, like Sylvie said, it's never going to happen. So just know that you won't have it all figured out. Be okay with being okay instead of thinking that you need to be more. If you start now, you're going to figure it out along the way as you grow. Because you know what? What you come up with today that's going to be today's perfect, in a month, it's not going to be perfect at that point, you know, because you are always evolving and changing and becoming better and growing. So start now, start before you're ready, because there's nothing like committing to a speaking gig to get you to write your speech or selling a program to get you to create it. Put your passion Mm -hmm. into action, because passion without action is nothing but a dream. And I have to tell you guys that that this really resonates with me, because I, I am one of those people, well, I want to say I was one of those people who, as they call it, I suffered from paralysis of analysis. I really would look at this and I think it had to look this way or be this way before I actually would do the thing. And it was actually a coach of mine who said to me, get out of your own way. Just get out of your own way and do the thing. And that was the best thing that she could have ever said to me because I went for it. And even though, whether it's my writing or whatever it is, even though it wasn't perfect, I did it anyway. People 
learned something from it, which is the important thing. People got Mm -hmm. some value from it, even though it wasn't perfect. And you know what? Each time I got better. So I I think you're so right, the idea that we get paralyzed because we're thinking, I don't want to put my gifts out there. It's just not quite there yet. And we Mm -hmm. sit back and do nothing. So you're so right. Just take action. Perfection is impossible. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. Another thing that I've heard is that, Sylvie, you often don't like to hear the saying, thank goodness it's Friday or not another Monday. I'm with you on this, but what, what is this that what bothers you about these? <laughs> well, to be honest, it breaks my heart to see people settling in life. If they're saying this, chances are they're not happy with the job that they're going to on Monday morning. I hear it so often, you know, no, not Monday again, or it's Wednesday, it's hump day. But really, life is about a choice. You know, so often we think, oh, I have no other choice. I have to stay at this job, you know. I have to provide for my family. I know in this day and age, like, I'm speaking to all the corporate women out there right now, because with stress on both of our national economies, the middle class, is really, really hurting. And as women, we find ourselves taking jobs just to provide that second income in our family. And sometimes sometimes we're really passionate about our jobs. Don't get me wrong. But very often we will settle for one that's not aligned with us. And, and that's the problem. That's when, oh, it's Friday again comes in. I, I totally understand that. But you have all these choices. There are other jobs, and it's not because Angie and I are telling people, you know, you have to become an entrepreneur, because the entrepreneurial life is not for everyone, let's be honest, but you have a choice to find a different career that's more aligned with you. You have a choice to move. You have a choice to um, downsize, whatever it may be, but life is full of choices. Don't sit there and, and feel limited, because it's not true. It really is not true. You're so right. And one of the things that people often say is that when you do find your passion, you never really work another day in your life. So it tells us that a lot of people are working at jobs that they're not passionate about. And before I go on to the next question, I know you guys had a free gift. I meant to talk about it earlier. Can you share with our listeners um, your free gift? Absolutely. Auntie, do you want to tell them about it? Sure, I'll start telling them about it. Um, we have been interviewing 30, is it 30 experts? So Absolutely. Yeah. 30 experts over the past month or so, and we have put this all together in a tele-summit. And these are expert entrepreneurs who are giving away all of their best tips to making the process of building your business a whole lot easier and much more pleasurable. And that's so that you're not going to have to give up everything that's precious to you in the process of learning the tricks of the trade. Now, this is for startup entrepreneurs or anybody who is really interested in learning a lot of a lot of um, self-development or online tools that will really make things easier for them. But it's wonderful advice. And it's called the Push-Up Entrepreneur. And Sylvie, can you let them know where they can find that? Absolutely. You guys can all go and follow the link, www.thepushupentrepreneur.com. 
entrepreneur.com. There is no hyphen in between push and up. So I'll just spell it out real quickly. It's T-H-E-P-U-S-H-U-P-E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. And I will make sure that that's also available on my Facebook page uh, for our listeners because that would be really, really wonderful for them to get involved with that. You guys talk about this concept called selective apathy. And so mm-hmm. what I want you to do is, first of all, define for us what it is and really just share with us how can this hold a woman back as she's trying to move forward in her career and her dream and her goals. So, Angie, do you want to take that question? Sure. Well, first of all, let's talk about what apathy is. So basically apathy is not caring, right? And, and now not caring can, can be dangerous. We all know that. And a lot of times apathy can get kind of a bad rap. Like if somebody's apathetic, that's usually a bad thing. But not caring can also be one of the best reinvention tools that you have. So let's not kid ourselves. Stepping out into new territory when you're reinventing yourself, your work, your life, that can be scary stuff. It is not. So I just want to try illustrating this a little bit. Imagine that you're given this wonderful gift. It's a beautiful bird in a fancy cage. And this bird is gorgeous, colorful, graceful. And although you're the only one who's heard it sing, this bird sings the sweetest song your ears have ever heard. However, not everyone out there is a fan of the bird because they don't really know what this little bird is capable of. So your friends scoff at the bird saying, who do you think you are caring about a bird like that when you have other responsibilities? Your parents say, you are so selfish to spend all your time with that bird. It won't amount to anything. Others say, how foolish that bird is. Why can't you just do what the rest of us do and be happy? Mm-hmm. Now, after hearing all these comments from everyone else, you start thinking that maybe you shouldn't care about this bird, even though you had this idea that when other people heard this bird's song, it would really change their life. But you start to feel guilty for ever spending time with it, And pretty soon, you're spending less and less time with the bird, and its feathers grow dull, it stops singing, and you almost forget it's even there because you're too busy taking care of the responsibilities you have to your friends, spending all your time with your parents, and doing what everyone else is doing. How would that feel? So we've all gone through our lives using selective apathy, and that is selecting what we won't care about or what won't be important to us at any given time. So these are just the choices that we make a lot of times automatically or without even really putting a lot of thought into them. So unfortunately, for a good lot of us women, we've selected to not care about the very thing that is most instrumental in shaping our lives into the ones that we want to live. And these are our beautiful birds in our cages with the gorgeous song and the beautiful feathers and everything. These are our own beautiful desires and dreams of being more. And that's right. The desires within us are what we've chosen to set aside. So in the meantime, all of our energy goes into being this person that we think we're supposed to be, maybe who we think others expect us to be. We live our lives in accordance to what other people think and what other people desire of us. And perhaps we might care a little too much about being approved of by others and not enough about approving of ourselves. 
So this is a problem for new entrepreneurs or women who are wanting to reinvent their lives. They fear so much what others will think of them and their choices that they're paralyzed. So here's my reality check question of the day. Who ever said that everyone could approve of your choices? Just think about that for a moment. Because a lot of us just accept that that's part of our lives. And we do everything we can to try to make sure that we're doing what makes everyone else happy without questioning if it's something that you want or if it really matters if they approve or not. So for those of you out there who aren't following your dream, just take a moment and close your eyes. Imagine, if you will, that you make the choice not to care anymore about what everyone else thinks of your dream. That's right. Let it all fall away. All the judgment, the shame, the guilt that you've been carrying around about that beautiful little desire within your heart. Now imagine that you've chosen to just be the person you are. And how does that feel? Do you feel lighter, freer? It's really about trusting your heart. And let me tell you, it feels a whole lot better to trust your heart than to go through life denying your desires and your gifts. We've seen this over and over in our work with women. And when these women are able to finally let go of this fear of what everyone will think of them and finally be who they really are, they shine. They blossom into these amazing women who laugh in the face of fear. They do what they know they need to do to make a difference in the world. And let me tell you, it's so strange, but they even look better. They have like an mm-hmm. inner glow. But it's, it's amazing. We keep seeing it over and over, and we're just amazed every time at how they just come out of their shells and become this much more confident, beautiful, fulfilled woman than she was before. So back to selective apathy, developing selective apathy means that you choose not to care about what does not lead you closer to your dream. And the other side of that is being focused in on what does lead you closer to your dream. Amazing. So trust your heart, let go of the fear, and really choose to focus on the things that will bring you forward and not those that will take you away from your dreams. I mean, that's, I think those are great advice for approaching life in general. Is there anything else that you would add in terms of helping a woman to ensure that she's not a victim of this selective apathy? Yes, and so if you use selective apathy to your advantage then that means you are choosing in the direction of your dreams. But many of us are victims of this because we've already made that choice that we're not going to pay attention to that beautiful little bird that's singing that beautiful song to us that nobody else can hear. We're choosing to ignore that and we're choosing to stamp that out and forget about it and not hear it anymore. And after a while, you kind of forget that it's even there. So, my advice would be to really pay attention. What are your priorities in life? Because what you really care about should be reflected on the outside through your actions. And for some of us, it really isn't. And, you know, they usually say that it will show. What what your priorities are will show on the outside. But the truth is that it isn't always that way because sometimes we may treasure something that we hold, you know, we have something we hold dear, a dream in our heart, but we don't pay it the attention that it needs because we kind of feel a little silly about it or a little ashamed or think that people will laugh at that. So we just need to check in with ourselves and make sure that we are doing what is in alignment 
with who we are in the direction that we want to go. So if something doesn't line up with, you know, if it's not on the path to getting you where you want to be, then take a really good look at that because it might be something that you maybe shouldn't be spending so much time having attention to. Dr. Diane A. Thompson is an author, a dynamic speaker, and a workshop leader. If you would like to hire her to speak at your event, please visit www. DrDianeThompson.com. Also, sign up for updates and for her free ebook on stress at www.drDianeThompson.com. That's www.drDianeThompson.com. And again, for our listeners, if you're just joining us, welcome to Health Talk. My guests are Angie and Sylvie, and they're from the Sisterhood of Reinvention. And they're just giving us some really great advice on helping us reinvent our lives, reinvent our goals and dreams, and getting us from where we are currently to where we really want to be. And you just touched on something, and it's a great segue into my next question, and it's about this idea of living life uh, that is in alignment. What exactly does that mean? So really, living a life that's in, a, uh, in alignment takes three things. First, it takes this ability to identify your values. You know, what is it that you value in your life? What is important to you? You can go online and you can pull up a list of 240 top values and you can put them in order. What are your top five values? Because that is really going to give you a major clue as to whether you're living a life that's in alignment. For example, if I really value family and yet I work out of town 362 days a year, how is that fitting in with my values? So number one, getting clear on your values. Number two would be developing this deep understanding of your desires. So asking yourself things like, what is it that I truly desire in my life? And then going back to your values, does what I desire fit with my values? So maybe I desire freedom, but my values are to to be, hmm, let's say, very grounded and busy. Um, you want to make sure that they both fit together. Super important. And the next piece with living a life that's in alignment, living a life that's in, in alignment, you're just going to know that you're doing it because it's going to feel right to you. Um, I, I want to add before I reveal the third piece is that many women today, they take prescription medications for, de- for depression, for anxiety, and I'm not saying that either of those are, are not viable conditions because they are, but often it's because women have forced themselves in situations that they just don't align with. They just don't feel good to them. You know, maybe there's a woman out there who is working 18-hour days, but she really desires to be at home with her child. Imagine what is going on in her heart. So when we live out of alignment, we're, we're I mean, we're, we're forcing ourselves, we're pushing ourselves in, into depression. It's really unfortunate. I, I really don't like to see that. My heart goes out to these women. The other, the third piece that I kind of, I mean, I touched on values, I touched on desires, but the most important mindset out of all of this to live a life that's in alignment is really having an ability to surrender to God's plan. 
You know, you can have your values figured out. You can have your desires figured out, and you can make sure that they line up. But you've got to have this ability to surrender to what is going to come next in your life. Because you're being given this challenge, this hurdle for a reason. And that reason is to shift you into your purpose. I like that. I like that. Did you have anything to add to that, Angie? No, I think she covered No, it really I think she well. was pretty good. I just didn't know if you had anything to add. And so, so the idea is getting into alignment, is uh, getting clear on your values. I mean, that's great. Now, is there a particular mindset that one has to have to get to this place of alignment? Right, and, and that's the one that I, I just touched on. It's, it's really having this ability to surrender to your purpose, mm-hmm. to God's plan, rather and so than those, always what trying about, to be You know, there are people who don't necessarily, who are listening to my show, and they don't necessarily believe in God. You know, how do they approach that if you're saying well, to God's plan? I think, plan? you know, whether it's God or whether it's the universe, um, they're the higher power, whichever right, power, that is, higher power you is. believe in. That's right. I, I really believe that it will direct you into your purpose. Absolutely. And down to my final question. I, I always love to leave my listeners with something tangible that they can take away. I, I know that a lot of people listening are you know, working on moving out of whatever they're currently doing, and they're really struggling with the idea of moving forward, and you guys have done it successfully, so we want to learn from you. So what I'd love to know is, from your experience so far, what, what lesson, what really important lesson have you learned? And from that, what advice would you share to a woman who's trying to make this shift, whether she's leaving her current position going into a new job or starting a new business or going after her passion, what what advice would you give her? And whichever one of you want to start first. I'll start. This is Angie. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Um, you know, I think a really important piece about this is that when you start to change and you you know you start to develop and, and you're becoming this different person, it really freaks out those who are closest to you in your life because they have no idea where you're going with it and they don't know what's happening to you and they're, they often feel threatened just because, you know, you've existed with them in this certain capacity for maybe years and years or months or whatever and all of a sudden you're turning into this different person who likes doing different things and talks about different things and they don't know what to make of it. So, when you start going into reinventing yourself and, you know, becoming an entrepreneur or changing your, your business vision, things like that, it can get really lonely because all of a sudden you don't have the same bond with a lot of people. I mean, it's, it's just the sad truth because, you know, there's kind of this split. They, they, it's not that they're mad at you or that you're mad at them, but you can't relate on the same level. So my biggest piece of advice would be do not do it alone. So I have three things that I like to recommend for that. And the first one is self a mentor or a coach because you need somebody who holds a bigger dream for you than you're able to hold for yourself, somebody who can lift you up to their level and beyond when you need that. Second, 
Get yourself a community of like-minded women, women who are in the same shoes as you, who are going into entrepreneurship or who are there, women who have reinvented themselves or are in the process because you're going to need each other to get through this time. You're going to need people who are on your same level, who understand, and you can help each other so much and, and develop these great bonds as you go through this process. And then the third one is please... Please, 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 when, when you go into this process, especially if you're becoming an entrepreneur, there's a lot to do. Do not hesitate to hire out or delegate, whether that's in your business or whether it's in your personal life. You would prize how little you have to pay to get certain things done. Um, it's amazing the kind of deals you can get if you're looking for them. And also, don't be... Don't hesitate to delegate to your family. And something I like to say, hire out, like hire your team before you think you need them. Because by the Mm -hmm. time you think you need them, it's kind of too late. You're already in trouble and you've overextended yourself and something has fallen through the cracks. So that's my advice. Absolutely. And if I can can I just summarize this because they were so good. So uh, get yourself a coach, get involved with like-minded women, and get help or delegate. Wonderful. Now, Sylvie, let me hear your side. Yes, yes. Um, The piece that I wanted to share really is that it's not overnight. So don't fall into that illusion that it's simple, that, you know, so often we see out there people saying, you know, work with me, and in six months you're going to make six figures. Now, I'm not saying that's impossible, but I also, um, I, I want you to, to proceed with caution and, and realism as well. Um, plan for your success, but plan for it in 18 months to two years. Like, be super realistic. And then once you start something, don't quit. Stay focused on it. That is really my biggest tip. Um, you know, for all these people who are listening, all, all these this large audience that you have, Dr. Diane, I want to say to them that so many people in this economy, have they've lost their jobs and they're struggling to make ends meet. They're trying to figure out, okay, where am I going next? Entrepreneurship is a way for them to create their own economy rather than get turned down. I mean, there's been so many large manufacturing companies closing and big corporations downsizing. But entrepreneurship is really a viable option. So I I just wanted to add that piece. You know, we don't want to scare anyone with any of the mindset stuff that you have to go through. It's really a beautiful choice. I agree. Mm -hmm. So again, in summarizing what you had to say, it won't be an overnight thing. And that's important because a lot of people will try in a few months and it's not going their way and they will quit. So it's, it's going to take some time and stay focused, don't quit, and, of course, plan for your success. So that, those are really great things. And as you say, this is a time when a lot of people, you know, if you go out on your own and try to open your own business, there's a great chance you may do well. And, you know, maybe this is the way to go. And this is a great opportunity. So do you guys have any upcoming projects? Well, right now we have an ongoing program, and that's the Sisterhood of Reinvention. It's an eight-month program, which really puts together an amazing group of women with a real intimate connection. All these women, 
they've been able to tune into their higher purpose and they're really working with us on making it a profitable reality. So that's been ongoing. Um, and you can learn more about the Sisterhood of Reinvention by heading on over to our website, sisterhoodofreinvention.com. You can also check it out, check us out on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Sisterhood of Reinvention. Stay tuned because we are going to have some really exciting programs coming your way. I thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun and a lot of learning. So I, I thank Sylvie and Angie from the Sisterhood of Reinvention. Thank you so much for coming on the show, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. It's been my pleasure, and I'll make sure the information is on the Facebook site. All right, you guys take care. You too. Have thank a great you. day. Thank you. You too. All right. Well, I thank Sylvie and Angie. Wow, that's... Uh, Lots of really wonderful information, so many pearls that they've shared with us. And I will make sure to summarize some of this and uh, have them on the Facebook page for you guys, and, and I'll make sure their information is also there. Once again, I, I thank you guys for listening in. I know you could be someplace else, so I appreciate that so many of you show up every week to listen, and I feel this obligation to make sure you get quality information, and we definitely got that tonight, so I really appreciate those ladies. Remember, as I say to you, your health is your wealth, and I encourage you, please do something healthy for yourself this week. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everyone. You've been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Please join us every other Sunday on Blog Talk Radio at blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Diane Thompson at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to listen to past shows, or would like our free ebook on stress, please visit www.drdianethompson.com and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy today.